podcast is part of the Podcast Your Scene Network. Visit us at www.podcastyourscene.com. Hey, it's Bill, and this is episode number 70 of Three Questions in a Song, the podcast where the name says it all, except for when it doesn't, which is all the time, because it's never just three questions. Uh, with me tonight is Jesse Stone Creechman. What's up, Jesse? Hey, Bill. How you doing, man? I'm doing well. Yeah, so, so I, I, my first question out of the, off the bat is, are you in Montreal right now? I am. I am. It's a cold, uh, windy evening. I'm at a studio right now. We're rehearsing for a show next week. Very cool. So this, this is not a, a three questions, official question, but best goaltender to come out of Montreal or oh. out, of, out of that area. Oh, I think uh, I'm a big uh, fan of Carey Price right now and Patrick Roy back in the day. And, um, but uh, right, I obviously, um, Fleur, um, Brodeur. Brodeur. I mean, we have had so many. We've had so many amazing goalies come out of Quebec. It's kind of uh, it's a satire at this point. But, <laughs> uh, I am. I used to play ball hockey, and I wore the number thirty three. For two reasons, Patrick and Manon. There you go. <laughs> right on. But I would throw Flurry into that list, although I know he's not a fan favorite in his hometown. <laughs> but being here in Pittsburgh, he won 376 games here in the city. So I have I have to put him in that list. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. You can't uh, you can't argue with the record. But um, all right. So let's start off with um, one of my off-the-wall questions. Um, so you have a chance to sit down with a music musical idol, okay, anyone in the history of the world. Um, who are you going to sit down with? And here's where it gets difficult. You can only ask one question. What would you ask them? Only one question? Only one. I mean, like, say I was going to sit down with Dylan, for example. You know, I'd probably ask him to sing me Desolation Row. (laughs) (laughs) It's like an 11-minute song, so I don't think he does it too often, you know. When they did it, I heard when they did it in in studio, he only, I think he had to sing it three times in a row. And that's like a half an hour of singing, you know. It's like 11-verse song or something. That's one of my favorite songs of all time. Um, come on, that's a crazy question. I could <laughs> but that's good. Keep them coming. Keep um, them I mean, if you want to go crazy, I can go crazy. <laughs> As you want. This is your show. All right. So there's an apocalyptic event and only a handful of humans survive. One song from every, every band and, or artist survives also. Which one of your songs survives and helps repopulate the earth? <laughs> well, I look at my songs as my uh, as my as my my children, so I kind of feel like you know. So now I have to, you know, you write a song and you kind of record it and you set them out into the world and you watch them grow. You know, uh, I, my my brother said the. Uh, that the best this song no guarantee on my new album. He said it's the best song I ever wrote. It was the nice, one of the nicest things he ever said, and uh, it's a song for me. It was it meant a lot because um, 
I've been pushing pushing it pretty hard, like uh, touring reactively, and, and when you're like playing in bars and uh, you know uh, four or five nights out of the week, uh, and they're paying you in uh, in booze in some cases, you know, <laughs> I was never even had a big taste for it, but it just it was just it, it all got too much, you know, and uh, and studio two was it was like recording, just all kinds of stuff going on, and I decided halfway through recording this record uh, to to just kind of let that all go and get sober. And uh, I think it's the reason I was able to finish the record because I spent a couple a few years on it. Um, so no guarantee, like, was kind of uh, when when you're in, in, in AA, um, you know, after people have been there for a while, uh, they'll often give a share, you know, where they where they tell their story or um, they have meeting. People come to a meeting, right, and there's a share and there's somebody and uh, they're going through uh, what happened to them and uh, how they use the program to, um, you know, to, to, to get sober. And uh, I never, sh- I never made a share, you know? Uh, so when I wrote no guarantee, it was kind of my share. It meant a lot to me. And then my brother said that. Uh, <clears throat> so I'll, I'll give it no guarantee, you know, best foot forward. Something to think about. So I, uh, I listened to your song, Pennsylvania. And I read what you sent me, the short description. And I'm going to jump ahead a little and let you tell us about the song because I have some questions. <laughs> uh, Pennsylvania was written uh, during a chaotic period in my life. I felt like uh, there were several, there was a lot of chaos for, for a while in this past, like my 20s, kind of me trying to find a balance, you know, uh, and, uh, <clears throat> oh shoot. What was your question again? <laughs> Just tell me, tell me a story about Pennsylvania. Oh, just tell you a story about Pennsylvania. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Well, Pennsylvania, I mean, it's like, you know, based off of true events, I, I got, I was in New York and I split up, uh, separated with my wife and I, and I had nowhere to go cause I wasn't going home. I slept in Washington park for a couple nights and then i ran into some people i know because uh, in new york it, it's like six degrees of separation you, you run people all the time even though it's such a big city and uh, they invited me to shoot a film out in uh, pennsylvania so i spent the summer out there and uh i got into a little bit of trouble i guess uh, you know it was uh, it was all right though it was all right it was worth the song that's for sure <laughs> um I'm thinking from from the places that you mentioned in the song that you were on the eastern side of the state, which is the opposite of where I am. I'm, I'm on the west. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, no, um, not weren't close to Pennsylvania, but to Pittsburgh. I don't think. I, I'm going to tell you that you probably would have had a better time had you come this way. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, uh, no doubt. I've actually I've never been to to Pittsburgh. Um, I think I was closer to. I think we were closer to Philly. Philly, yeah. Yeah, I'm not like super hip on the uh on the geography actually um but i yeah i was in lancaster county uh, uh i'm not saying there aren't ways to get in trouble here too but you you were close to the flyers and <laughs> yeah i guess so <laughs> and anything near the flyers is going to be bad <laughs> they should put a warning sign on the highway you know warning <laughs> um all right so i'll tell you what We'll, we'll take a quick break right here. We'll listen to Pennsylvania by Jesse Stone Creechman, and we will be right back. 
Lancaster County. She chained me to the bed frame as soon as she found me. And I was laying there delirious when it started to get weird. Should've known what I signed up for before I volunteered. Get out of the city as soon as the axe fell. Fresh out of a marriage when I checked into the motel. Working many times at the titty bar today, she gets me. I as a kite, and if I want her, she lets me. So that was Pennsylvania by Jesse Stone Creechman, who is with me tonight, coming from Montreal. Um, in case you were wondering, he does like Patrick Waugh, and I had to add Flurry to his list if you just tuned in. <laughs> um, all right, so off-the-wall questions. You can play with any musician in the history of the world, and you can play that that gig at any venue. And it can it doesn't have to be a place that is a normal venue, you know, like Kiss has played in the ocean to the sharks and Metallica is played in Antarctica. You can pick anywhere in the world. Where are you going to want to play and who are you going to play with? I'm playing with Johnny Cash at Folsom uh, Prison. I just watched Walk the Line yesterday for the oh, first time you? the whole way through. I watched parts of it. Maybe I was getting some cat and some vibes, you know, maybe there was, uh, maybe I could tell on some level was Johnny was around, you know, I was going to uh, say at the, at the Grand Ole Opry, but then I thought, wait a minute, no way. 
I'm going to prison with Johnny. <laughs> um, let's say you're out on tour and for some reason I'm driving your tour bus. What is the soundtrack that we're going to listen to in between stops? <laughs> you're in trouble. You're going to hear a lot of Jesse Stone Creechman. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I, I was look, looking for you to give me some influences without asking for influences. Uh, I see. <laughs> I see. Mm. Well, we got some great Canadian folk uh, country. Uh, well, I play country folk rock and roll. It's kind of weird. And, uh, and, you know, if you listen to uh, Neil Young, for example, and uh, even Brian Adams and like Leonard Cohen and all these, uh, I'm a big Blue Rodeo fan. Which I don't know if you know Blue Rodeo, but they're like a kind of roots roots rock band from Canada. Um, I mean, I, this is the stuff I grew up on. I also listen to a lot of uh, also listen to a lot of you know. I grew up in the '90s, so Alternative and Green Day and uh, Offspring and all, and all that stuff. And uh, on American side for like you know, singer songwriters, I guess I was driven towards. Although I like all kinds of music, you know, some blues and country and. I like bluegrass and um but like for sure uh you know it's the ton of john mellencamp I've seen a few times in concert and ccr and tom petty all these guys you know i think like i saw them as like as uh like idols in a way you know so so i gotta go get myself a jean jacket and pick up a guitar <laughs> um uh, this next question is take a little bit of explanation but who is your dave Grohl? And by that, I mean, what band would you want to go up on stage with and play one of their originals? Because the Foo Fighters are known for pulling people out of the crowd. Yeah. What band would I want to play to go up and play one of the originals? Mm. Think about it. I'm not sure. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I... It'd have to be the Stones. The Beatles aren't getting back together anytime soon. No, you wouldn't think. (laughs) Although I love to get back that document, the documentary. I haven't finished it, but I've been. I keep restarting it. I can't get enough of it because it's surreal to see these guys. Like they're just kids, like 26 years old. uh, George Harrison, the other guys were like 29, and they're just kids in studio. It's crazy. It's it's amazing how much like. I can, you know, I feel like I can relate. It's cool, you know, as a, as a, as a musician. But be nice I, to get on stage with the Stones. I I turned Netflix on with all every intention of watching that, or no, it's on Disney Plus, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Well, well, I did turn Netflix on with plans of looking for it, but then I saw Knight Rider, and being a kid who grew up in the '80s, I started watching Knight Rider instead. <laughs> all right. That's right. The good. That's the good thing about all this, you know, about the cloud. You know, music. I mean, it's it's not going anywhere. You know, that's right. All that, all that content. I, I I will get to watching Get Back eventually. Um, one of my my favorite um bios that I played, and I'm gonna I'm gonna censor myself. It, it is called "Who the F is This Guy," and um, it's actually about um the person who um found Metallica among other bands. And um, it's actually a really, really cool um, look at the music scene um, from a different, different approach. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I think that one was on Netflix. But um, if you could hang out with any band for a year and, you know, just, you know, go out on tour with them and learn from them and, and, you know, ha- have the after parties and what, what band are you going to join and, and just hang out with? Uh, I heard the after parties were uh, pretty wild with the Eagles, but that'd be a fun band. That would have been a fun band to work with. I mean, I'm just naming off some of my favorite bands. Cause like when I look at, think about, uh, when I think about music, it all kind of gets uh, mm, jumbled together in a way, you know. Like I'm not, I don't really, I don't really pick favorites. Just hear good songs, you know. That and uh, there's just so much out there; it's insane, you know. Like lately, I got I got a Spotify account, and. Uh, I, it feeds me. The algorithm knows what I want to hear, and it's just feeding me music, like new music, all the time. It's been I've been going on going like that for for a long time, actually. So, um, so you have it trained. <laughs> yeah, you know. Well, I mean, no, it's just it's just I have like playlists and playlists of, of songs. You know, um, after a while, it's hard to keep track of it all. Um. So this this is a fairly new question to my shows. Um, what is your favorite venue based on what kind of food you ate there before or after a show? This is the Blueberry, was it Blueberry Hill? The Blueberry Hill Bistro. It's, in, uh, it's just outside of Hawkesbury in Ontario. It's a small little room. Like, I think it's the smallest venue I ever played. It's got like, uh, he does, uh, the guy who runs it, Christopher, he's from England. And uh, he cooks himself there. Uh, and it was, it's like, uh, it's like an hour, hour and a half drive where I used to live. I used to go there on Sundays. Uh, I'd play and he'd, he'd serve me a meal. And uh, it'd be like a four to seven kind of gig. And he had these, he had a, it was had a funny mix because he spent a lot of time in Asia, so he had all these Asian dishes. But then he mixed it with uh, just like I don't know pork chops, and he had this one dish that was it was it was shrimp, uh, just just swimming in in, a, in in these little pockets of gar- garlic. Shrimp, 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 shrimp. Tasty, tasty. I used to look forward to those gigs just for the food. Um, one time I accidentally ordered the escargot thinking it was the shrimp. <laughs> it was still pretty good though. I, I, I can't bring myself to try escargot. <laughs> I didn't realize at the time. How was it? Did you like it? Yeah, it was, it was delicious. It was just tasted like garlic and butter. <laughs> um, What what is a song that you didn't write that you wish you did write? So a song that when you hear it, like, man, I wish I could have done that. Um a song that I didn't write that I wish I did write. <laughs> I have this uh 
I have this funny um, way of looking at. Uh... Okay, hold on. Let me think about it for a second. Um, well, there's a song by uh, by Blue Rodeo called Five Days in May that I've been playing for a long time. I sang it with my. Uh... Oh, man, forget that. Uh, <clears throat> great song. But it's like anything by uh, by Third Eye Blind that that I the band had I think it was a self-titled record in the 90s it had like uh, semi charm life it had how's it gonna be it had uh, it had and every song on the record was was fantastic um, so that's a record I wish I, I made and I wish they were all my songs because <laughs> I love those songs right, so I, I gave you an assignment to check out the band's state of mind which is the next guest um, what, what question did you come up for the with for yeah. them. Yeah, John Ferris. I actually wrote it down because I wanted to. Uh, it was it was it was good music. It was it was it was heavy. It was kind of had an old school metal vibe. I think they called it new new classic metals. They call themselves, and it's because because it's got this classic metal vibe. It's nice uh, and it's good songs. They have a new song Shattered, which uh, I would recommend everyone go check out. Um, they have a new music video for it. And uh, my question was uh, it's kind of for John. This is um, a little more oriented around lyrics and there's some darker uh, subject matter um you know and he even says it's some point about they write songs about their state of mind and uh you know they're writing kind of says like it seems like the music and the the words are an outlet for uh for dealing with life rather than uh by hurting yourself uh you know uh and uh they seem to dealt with a lot of loss over the years and death and uh, so my question was, uh, was music the something that kept him alive, so to speak, or is it something that um, he's continued to do in spite of uh, some of the suffering that it may have caused him? Um, or if there's somebody, maybe a middle ground there somewhere. And looking back, would he have, uh, you know, would he have done anything differently? So the second part to your homework assignment is that you have to listen to their episode to hear the answer to your question. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, and speaking of, um, Jim from Wayward Brigade um, had a question. You know, I was watching um, the one interview he did, and because um, I had I had a question already ready, just listening to his music. Which, by the way. Everybody should go check that guy out because he does some really, really cool things with a lot of different influences. Like he calls himself country folk rock and roll or somebody has coined him as that. And you can hear just about every single word of that in the music that he does. It's it's really amazing. And I was going to ask a, a question about that. But after watching uh, the interview that I saw, I'm curious as to his family influences as far as music and the entertainment industry, like what kind of, cause for those who haven't heard of Jesse, um, I highly recommend checking him out, but definitely um, look forward to an answer from him about how his family influence his music career and when you listen to what he plays you'll understand what i say when i say this like he takes a lot of different 
influences and throws them all together. And it sounds really unique in the way that he does it. Like it straight up sounds like this is the one dude that's doing it, but there's so much stuff in there. I, I, I come from a musical family. I want, I want to know what kind of influence that has had on his, on his solo music, which I'm, I'm going to be listening to that next episode because I'm really <laughs> curious now after checking them out. Yeah, I was, uh, yeah, he was a nice guy and it was, uh, he had some nice things to say. I appreciate him taking the time to go check my stuff out. And, uh, he's got some really nice music too, Wayward. Uh, I would, it's funny, uh, cause I'm actually rehearsing right now with my brother and my sister because they're, they're, sing, they're doing backing vocals for the show next week. And, uh, and when I first started to play music, it was my brother who was singing, you know, and my, uh, the second track on my first record called Promises was written by my father who picked up the guitar and songwriting after I did. So I guess he saw me do it and he thought, ah, maybe, uh, maybe he got it for me. And, and it turns out I did. Um, so that's pretty cool. Uh, it's, it, it's, it's, how's it? I mean, the thing is, is I've gotten more than anything, like we've supported each other, you know, in, uh, in music and in different endeavors. My brother's, uh, background uh, theater, musical theater. Um, he's an a trained actor and, uh, and he's an incredible singer. My sister picked up the guitar after like kind of out of nowhere at one point and started singing. She, where did this voice come from? They kept us tight. And for me, I, I was another thing I was thinking about because I, I got the question, you gave me the question in advance. I was thinking, uh, you know, as a writer, what informed like what kind of got me started on my writing was looking back on my experiences with my family i'm from the suburbs i didn't grow up like on train tracks or in like beat, beat broken towns it was like pretty pretty plain jane but i the you know the drama and the action it kind of came from uh well, i mean my experiences with people and it came with experiences with my family my, my folks split up when i was five and that was like caused the shift and it was a, something hard it took a long time for me to come to terms with and it affected, you know, my siblings in different ways. And, uh, and so as a writer, like, I, I don't know, like that's where my mind would go. When I started writing, I would think about uh, my family. I would think about, you know, the, the good, I would think about the, the pain, uh, that I, you know, or uh, the, any, whatever I could, you know, however, however related to me, uh, at the time. And, uh, and uh, and then when I when I shared it, when I started writing and I started sharing um, my songs with my family, my brother was singing at the time. It was like a very uh, it was it was it, it brought everybody together. You know, it was the, it was like the first thing that everyone anyone could agree on that this was a good thing. <laughs> and everybody, <laughs> everybody uh, was on board with that. So, um, you know, we've we, and we've continued, you know, my family's continued to support me and I'm still work with my uh, siblings and uh so it's absolutely uh, been a factor in my songwriting and my whole experience in general. Um, how can the listeners find you online? Like, where's the best place for them to go? JesseStone.com and at JesseStoneMusic, uh, anywhere on social media. Um, but you, there's the confusion. My first record was Jesse Stone. Now my next record coming out, uh, it's going to be called Radio's Dead. comes out January 13th. It's... Uh, and it's Jesse Stone Creechman. And um, how? Um, 
Uh, my songs are also available, you know, on iTunes, on Spotify, and and, and all streaming platforms. Um, what what's coming up next for you? Well, like I said, the album's coming out on the thirteenth. We've got some more videos that we're going to be putting out, and uh, and uh, we'll see where the road where the road leads. We're going to be doing some gigging next next year. We're still figuring it out. So what we'll do is I will just mention that you should check him out, jessestone.com. Um, as he said, at Jesse Stone Music. Uh, to find him on the internet. Uh, my name is Bill. This has been episode number 70 of Three Questions and a Song. Um, check us out on the 1st and 15th of each month. This episode of Three Questions and a Song has ended, but be sure to subscribe to be introduced to more on-site music from around the globe. Don't forget to rate and review the show, and we'll see you on the next episode.